Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh-huh, so he heads back to the to the mansion and Luke is like, hey, man, what are her <laughs> symptoms? What was she wearing? What was she wearing? <laughs> that was the creepiest That's like when a guy texts thing. like, what are you wearing? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you can't make the date. You're sick. That's a anyway, yeah. What are you wearing? Luke you want to do like some phones? Luke is like trying, yeah. <laughs> trying to sex, but like via, via Connor. <laughs> Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Well, I always think of The Bachelorette as a real labor of love, but that's never been more true than it was last night. (laughs) A certain kind of labor, certainly. It was labor pains and it was for and love. painful for us. It was painful for everyone and yet also loving and it made me feel that the journey had really begun. You know I'm just glad that The Bachelorette has finally decided to really embrace female empowerment. Me too. By torturing men. Yeah feminism was the theme of the episode <laughs> and by feminism I do mean making men experience labor pains. <laughs> And to talk about this extremely maternity-focused episode, we're joined by one of Hannah's old castmates on The Bachelor, Sydney Lotwaco. Hello. That's exactly what I'm here for, to talk about pregnancy and love <laughs> wrapped into Aren't one little all? bow. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Thank you for having we're me. We're so glad to catch you before you leave New York forever. This is officially my last week here. <laughs> wow. Just yeah. in the nick of time. Exactly. We trapped you in this <laughs> recording studio. Um, just, just in time to like think like maybe this was the wrong decision. Maybe I should stay. Like, See the weather convinced so nice. me. <laughs> <laughs> we have two days of nice weather. Uh, isn't that enough? I mean, and that's all you asked for here. <laughs> um, so let's dive in. Uh I felt like this episode just really assaulted me, like, right from the beginning. It was aggressive, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It was just, like, a lot of um, intense yelling and screaming from very early on in the night. I had just woken up from my afternoon nap, (laughs) so it wasn't ideal It was a confusing tone for the end of, like, a long, relaxing weekend. All of a sudden, I was like, there are tears. There is a lot of yelling. Yeah. I don't even know what's happening. I want to go back to sleep. <laughs> We're in some sort of like medieval torture chamber. It's not the normal day. But on thing. the other hand, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, we start off with 
Chris Harrison. He's really pulling his weight. Yeah, he he's shown, shown up to bring the guys the first group date card. Everyone's very somber because they saw a different side to Hannah last night. A sad side. Yeah, she was crying. What was that, like second row ceremony? I know, I'm yeah. concerned like, for this her. This is soon. It's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> just getting started. Hannah and is it was one of those moments where, where I, I really saw in Hannah what I would be if I were on the show, which yeah, is we barely started. Her. I'm fainting. I'm crying. Like, Great. I can't hold my shit together. It's a long hour situation. That's so I thing. can't blame her. I, oh, no, I can't blame her at all. But I like exactly. Naps. I don't yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand how any of you filmed this show. I just think I would collapse three days in, which is, I guess, what, exactly. what, what happened. <laughs> but we'll get to that. So he leaves the first day card. Goes to Jonathan, Mateo, John Paul Jones, Kevin, Jed, Tyler C., Mike, Cam, finally getting a group date. ABC. Invitation. <laughs> ABC. ABC. The card says, let's push our love to the limit. Mm. Um, Keyword push. Push, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think they actually made them push. I guess true. that would be uncomfortable. Be like, pretend that you're taking a giant shit. <laughs> <laughs> but don't actually. Don't poop your pants. That's what There's I know about. A, on a, lot date. Of, a lot of room for accidents there. Um, so uh, everyone's annoyed that Cam is still here after he crashed the group date the week before. But Hannah's giving him another chance. And she did put him on. A pretty unpleasant date, let's be honest. She's like, women go through a lot of pain, so it's important that my man have sympathy for what we go through um, by simulating labor. I didn't even know that was an option, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> I think I've seen it before on, like, yeah. morning shows. I've, uh, seen, I've seen it done before. Um, it's not, for some reason, something that they offer to every couple who yeah. is expecting, which I really think... It should be covered by insurance. Yeah, exactly. It's a great bonding experience, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, you get to do it one way for sure. Like, why not just try it the other way? That's what equality is. <laughs> Feminism. Um, someone found my Instagram to leave a comment about how mean I was being to the men for wanting them to go through a labor simulator. So, uh, watch out, guys. Yeah, it's why don't get you real. have empathy for your man, Claire? I know, and he was like, and you want all the women to want to go through labor, but you also want to make men do a labor simulator? And I was like, maybe just think through the next step of that little thought experiment, buddy. <laughs> um, I should really make my Instagram private. So they walk we'll still in. Find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They'll come for you somehow. Um, so they walk into a uh, fake hospital room, and Jenny Mullen is. Friend of the pod. Friend of the oh. pod. Uh, New Yorker. Yes. Mm, yeah. Lo- love Jenny and Jason. She was one of our very first guests. She was our actual first guest. I oh, no, second guest. Yeah. You're right. She was our, our, first, second. our first guest were the two two bachelors. Or just one of them, I think. One of the two. But, like, the guy that was yeah. one of the two bachelors. Okay. It's besides the point. <laughs> the point is, Anyways. Jenny Mullen has been on this podcast. We like her. She is married to Jason Biggs. They're um, Biggs bachelor fans. So that they, they've had cameos on the show before. Um you know, talking about married life and how much they love the show. But this time, they're getting a little more involved. (laughs) Jenny is pretending to deliver a baby, and Jason Biggs is, of course, the doctor who is receiving the enormous, like much larger than baby-sized plastic doll out of her face. Never know how they're going to come out, though. So it's good to prepare <laughs> for all options. It's true. My little brother was was a was a plastic whopper. doll. He was, exactly <laughs> an enormous plastic doll. Um, so 
at this point, the guys are still sort of like, what are we doing here? They're like, oh, the guy from American <laughs> Pie is here. <laughs> what, really what cool. What's happening? <laughs> um, and uh, I liked the one guy who was like, I love Jenny Mullen. And I was like, yeah, pretend you don't even know who Jason Biggs is. I love it. <laughs> That's feminism. Um, so this is when we start to get to hear about what the guys know about pregnancy. Which is, which very is zero. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was very disturbing. They know nothing about pregnancy and nothing about female anatomy in general. Which is like makes me concerned for all of health classes in oh, it was America. A, it was a true indictment <laughs> of our, our sexual education, <laughs> yeah. which... Honestly, anyone who has read at all about um, the American sexual education curriculum across this nation not good. knows <laughs> that there are some serious gaps in most states. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tyler C. says all he knows about pregnancy is that the woman gets bigger and bigger and hungrier and hungrier. <laughs> Sir. All about food. Just. <laughs> I was like, well, you've really nailed the basics there. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, you just eat and, and, and then, then the baby the pops baby's out. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, have you eaten enough burgers that's like my understanding baby. Babies but i did go to catholic school so <laughs> so um, you too they're not uh, heavy on the details this, this brand of sexual education <laughs> the stork brings it and then you eat a lot and then yeah you pop out a baby it's like, why do you have to get fat when the stork is bringing it no one knows i don't know <laughs> but that's the way it works because it's fun <laughs> um so uh jason takes the opportunity to make a shot about how colton does not know how fun sex is just Heard like that throws that in there <laughs> I was like, we're still doing the virginity. We're still going to bring it up. I was like, please, no. We'll be like seven seasons from now. We'll be like, remember Colton? We're still doing the fence and the virgin jokes, basically, which. Yeah. I know. It's like every time they're made, I have a little like twitch. It's like some some PTSD from last season. Like, please stop. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure for you, it's it's significantly worse. Yes, way worse. Um, So uh, they start doing a quiz. Uh, What is the one organ that a woman grows during pregnancy? Jed is the only one who knows that it is called a placenta. Jed is my front runner. I He's mean, just won the show. Yeah, that's all it takes. I mean, I think that's Give him the frontal rows. a low bar as it is. Um, several of the guys thought that you grew ovaries or a uterus, oh. which I guess they're in the right group area of organs. <laughs> just in case anyone's confused, those are already there. You really can't get pregnant if you don't yeah, have them the, already. They're kind of key components. Mm-hmm. Um, in the whole Cam process. Cam thinks that a woman's gestational period is two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two He's popping on babies left and right. What does he think gestational period? Like, he can't he think must pregnant. have thought it, like, when they just insert the... I don't even know what he was yeah, thinking, but definitely like, not Yeah, he's probably, like, between, full. like, the time when you, like, insert the sperm... sperm into and, egg. And when it... <laughs> Fertilization be- process. I don't, even, I don't know. Is that even enough time for it to know. show up on a pregnancy test? Like, I... Even the earliest pregnancy test. Pretty much maybe exactly about that, right weeks. then. Yeah. So maybe that's what he thought. He because like, at that point, you're the benefit when of you're four weeks pregnant, that's like two weeks after you actually right. uh, have fertilization occur. I actually do know some things about the female reproductive system. Yes, Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, next, it's time for them to really experience what pregnancy is like. Mm-hmm. Now that they've learned the basics, <laughs> they know what a placenta is. Maybe now it's time to try on some baby bellies. And they're just shocked that it feels like carrying a huge thing on your front. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? This hurts my lower back. Weird. Why? <laughs> um, they try to hold and diaper and change some little simulator babies like you would get in high school to encourage you yeah. never to have children. Um, none of them know how to do any of those things. But no surprise there. Most people don't until they have kids. Um, 
And then they have to put clothespins on their that nipples. That was hilarious. To simulate <laughs> breastfeeding. Is that really what it feels like? I don't know. I almost I wanted to try it. I don't it. know. Um, <laughs> but I have heard that breastfeeding can be incredibly raw and painful. I'm yeah, not sure if it's, that. I'm not sure if it's the same sensation as putting a clothespin on your nipple, but right. you know, Close whatever enough. works. <laughs> um, and then it's time for the main event. So basically a labor simulator is just like putting like electrodes mm. and stimulating contractions. Well, contractions are just very, very painful internal cramps, yes. essentially. And here's something I didn't really understand until recently is that that is the really painful part of labor. I thought it was yeah. pushing the huge yeah. thing out oh, of no, your vagina, it's but it's the contractions. Because the, the closest I've ever um, felt to that is when my IUD was inserted. Oh, my God. And I had like... <laughs> Longest two days of my yeah, life. Yeah, I had... <laughs> Like two very intense, deeply, deeply internal cramps in a way I never experienced. Yeah, I, I was like, was oh, die. that yeah. must that must be a very small taste of what labor is like. No, thanks. I never want to have a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is like Hence the IUD. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Your whole body it's, is it just works. Like, They're yeah. like, this is what it's going to be like. Good thing <laughs> now you won't have one for five years. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that really even like. Period cramps are just like basically tiny contractions. Mm-hmm. So just times like twenty, right? yeah. very very tiny contractions. <laughs> really nice to think about. Um, so uh, they all go through the the labor simulator and do not seem prepared for quite how painful it is. Uh, Tyler tries to pose with Model his arm while <laughs> giving he, birth, which is he a can't first. even help himself. Like <laughs> Tyler like, just walks around in model. He looks poses. like he's posing and catching light all the time. So yeah, I really need. I mean, at some point, I need to unpack my very confusing, like, visceral attraction to Tyler, but also repulsion. Yeah, it's, he's he makes me feel confusing. Yeah, things. I feel very confused. <laughs> I wonder if Hannah feels the same way because she clearly like finds him attractive, but also she was like making fun of him for posing during the the labor simulator. Like you can't just like be a model through this. Like this isn't a photo shoot. Um, and then she does it with Jed, who is very sensitive mm-hmm. and really connects with her yeah, during the contractions. Moments. <laughs> Super romantic. Soulful. He's a singer-songwriter <laughs> yes. from Nashville. Not sure if you've, you know, forgotten that. Oh, Just the big city of Nashville? Yeah, the big city of Nashville. Um, and actually, this is when they cut to the night date where she is discussing with Jed how much she loves his passion and his dreams. And he looks out at L.A. and says, you know, something about how beautiful the big city is. And she's like, well, Nashville's pretty big, right? And he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Don't try to tell me about Nashville. But apparently she has Wants always wanted to, to live there. there. But it's never been. Well, yeah. she thought it was a big city, so I wonder how that changes things. I mean, I don't know. Is it big compared to Tuscaloosa? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, Most I don't know. I've bigger. never been to Tuscaloosa, so I can't quite speak to it, but yeah. I'm going to assume it's larger. Yes. Yeah. I just feel like there is, like, a quality about a big city with a lot of, like, skyscrapers that is just different from, like, a smaller True. city yes. like Nashville. And... I hope that she is prepared for her future. But they do um, make out, so things are out. looking bright. Yeah, I feel like future. he really like grounds her, which is what she needs. I felt like very calm around that. I yeah. Jed is really growing on me. Yes, I think he's he's definitely a contender. He seems, I mean, he knows what a placenta is, so he's already like, really risen <laughs> in in my book. Um, he's. He's putting in a good showing. I feel like often the singer-songwriter is the guy who's 
very off who's suave and but and uh, like gets too like, good to be true sometimes. Too good to be yeah. true kind of guy. But there's so many other dudes like that on yeah, this Yeah, there's season. enough of those. So he's <laughs> like he's like, like, weird, like he weirdly is not that. Exactly. He's one yeah. of the few who's not that. I it's liked a, his move where he threw the chicken nugget and was like, if I something, then I'll get a, the next one-on-one date or I'll tell you what my wish was on the one-on-one yeah. date. I was like, that's a great move to get a one-on-one. I should have tried that. Very suave. Yeah. yeah. I was like, because no, I'm going to want to know what, he's, what he was wishing. So I was going to give him a one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to like give them like a little thing that only comes into fruition if they, if they do what you ask them to. So right. good move on him, honestly. Yeah. Also very resourceful. The only thing around was chicken nuggets. Why are there so many chicken nuggets? I'm confused. This okay. I was going to ask you. Are we you, sponsored by chicken nuggets? So there was Anna no chicken nuggets. very into chicken nuggets. She, she must talk, be. Did she talk about them a lot when you guys were filming? <laughs> I don't think she that ha- we ever discussed she that. She hasn't but talked about it a lot on this show. Like, they're just They're, they're just there. there. It's I like when hear... you go to celebrities and they request, like, their one thing in the room. Is that chicken nuggets maybe is what her one thing is? I have yeah. no idea. I guess it's it's. She in has been tweeting about them a lot. Yeah. No, I did hear trying to get sponsors after Buzz that that she is a huge fan of chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. However, they kind of have to establish that at some point, even just like one in the just moment. Just talk about it once. Yeah, of her being like, mm, "Chicken nuggets, my favorite," <laughs> and instead it's just like they're just chicken nuggets here all the all time. All the time. Without explanation. And being used often without yeah. <laughs> referencing them. They're practically a character. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Cam is telling the guys back on the couch that he feels like he has had the least one-on-one time. He hasn't been on a group date. And I really want, he really wants some uninterrupted one-on-one time. He wants to look back with no regrets and really prioritize his relationship with Hannah. So they um, always say, like, show, don't tell. Cam is the opposite. He tells yeah. and does not show. There's always, like, one person in a season, at least, who is really committed to making big expository speeches. <laughs> yeah. Why? No one asks you any of those things. <laughs> and why it never it? plays well. It doesn't play well, like, interpersonally with the people in the house. No. It doesn't play well with the audience. Like, it really conveys that you think that you're the protagonist of this. And that yeah. is off-putting to everyone Well, I else. do think Cam believes he is, like, the heroine of everyone's story. The hero, typically. Well, we I know. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I'm playing off, I'm the playing off thing of we were the, about the you know, Nora Ephron thing. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Tyler bridles at this. He's like... If we all just focus totally on Hannah, it'll be like first grade soccer. Everyone's just going to run after the ball in like a crazy like pack. He's really good at sports analogies, <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> it's with Hannah, he was talking about running out of the tunnel uh, at a football game. And now he's talking about like kids I think sports. those might his just world. be his only his references. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler True. strikes me as someone who would have like refed. Like um, elementary school soccer to make money in high school. He also strikes I knew a me lot as, of guys like, as someone who has your played, <laughs> played like every single sport and excelled at all of them. Yeah, he oh, seems just sure. like good at a lot of things. Yeah. He ran after that ball in first grade soccer better than anyone else. <laughs> and also every still of him from a game is just like blue steel. Perfectly chiseled. Yeah. 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 Um, I kind of can't believe he's real. Like he's yeah. You're like, like what's fictional. wrong with you? Maybe like, that's why to be I'm something confused. Off. We're just like all waiting to figure out what the thing is. That it's like, yeah. oh, that's it's why like you're not perfect. His face is so angular. Is so Everything perfect. on him he has got like dimples. a great shadow slash lighting. Yeah. It just yes. naturally. I mean, he's he does naturally have a contoured. Face. Yeah. He has a face made for. It's uh, very modeling. sultry. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, interesting. And then he also says things like, "I just think it's so hot." 
when women are strong. Like, no, I'm so, so confusing. To it's me. one of those guys that you can fall for immediately and just be like head over heels. But also, yeah. and then and like, then I would what wake happens? Up and be like, why? What happens to me? <laughs> I'm incredibly suspicious of him, though. As yes, well. we're all weary. So at this point, Mike gets some time with Hannah, and based on the sort of intense pregnancy-based date, he has taken the advantage of this sort of serious night portion of the date to have kind of a big conversation with her. And I thought that was like a good idea. Yeah, it definitely made sense timing wise. Um, As we've talked about, they had just gone through a whole pregnancy themed date. Um, And so it does feel like an appropriate time for him to have a conversation with Anna about pregnancy loss, which is what he tells her that he um, had dated a woman and they got pregnant Um, And then in the second trimester, they lost the baby. And the the conversation was a little bit chopped up. So Mm -hmm. I was a bit Mm -hmm. unclear on the details. I wish, honestly, that they had shown a little bit more of it. But he does say that he felt like he wasn't there for her um, through the process. It was confusing. He sort of says, you know, she got pregnant. I was ready to propose. We were going to start a family. Um, They lost the baby. And he says, I feel like it was my fault because I wasn't there for her. And it's unclear whether he's saying, like, he feels like the miscarriage was his fault or whether he feels like the breakup afterwards was his fault. I wondered if they had sort of cut out a bit of it and that he was speaking specifically to why the relationship ended. Yeah. Right. Because it makes less sense to believe that his lack of support created the miscarriage. Although people do have a lot of beliefs about, like, what causes miscarriage, many of which are not really scientifically backed, that allow you to feel a lot of Very true. guilt. I, I guess, yeah. no, 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 I think that the it makes a lot of sense that he would have, you know, emotional trauma of some kind from I like that he, like, it. owned it, though, because it's hard to find a guy that's willing to talk about those things and willing to admit their mistakes in the like, situation that happened. So I really, like, was refreshed by that conversation just for, like, that reason alone. I agree. Yeah. I thought that Mike handled it really, really well. I thought that he spoke about it very sensitively. Um, and I just, I like him a lot in general. Yeah, he's, he like, seems really like, well-rounded. Yeah, he seems like he knows who he is. He's very dreamy smile, which doesn't <laughs> hurt. Um, and Great muscles. Yeah, and he has a lot of depth, and he seems to be genuinely interested in having, um, you know, an even exchange with Hannah, yeah. which I liked. like. authentic conversations. Yeah. But you know who else has depth? Cam. Cam. Because always be Cam. Always be always Cam. Always be Cam. ABCD. Always be Cam with depth. On, like, the first episode, like, two weeks ago, I said that the letter C just was a good initial letter, and it'll, it represented a lot of good things because we're talking about the five M's or whatever. You no longer believe this. I no longer believe that <laughs> He's because that of Cam. He's ruined it. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things that his slogan could be. Always be considerate. You know, always be kind. That's a K. Always be careful. Always be caring. Always be kind would would work, but he could spell it with a C. Yeah. I just. (laughs) Anything else. Anything else. So he basically pops in while Mike is in the middle of telling Hannah how his faith got him through this horrible loss and says, can I have a few minutes? Like, (laughs) not good at reading the room. Please. And 
Mike's like, listen, like a couple more minutes. Um, and Hannah's like, yeah, a couple more minutes. So Cam just like stands there lurking in a dark so, corner while Mike is like, I never cried so hard in my life as I did when I went through this horrible trauma. And then Mike is finally like, look, can you just like not be here? And like, I'll yeah. come find you as soon as we're done. I promise. And Cam is like, look, I have something very important to say. So if you guys could like just wrap it up. Finally, like, Hannah has to step You don't know what in. they're talking about. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, I, I get it. Production sends you in. It's very common practice to interrupt. But when both people say, hey, can we just have another few minutes? Right. Just back the fuck off. Like, yeah. he returns Take at a, a moment when Hannah is saying, like, you know, thank you so much for telling me. And I want to say to you. And Cam is like, please, man, please. <laughs> I have something really important to say. Please. And Hannah's He's like, like I was trying to say something to this guy, like, and you're interrupting me. Now. Honestly, poor Hannah. This is an episode full of men Just barreling over yeah. her. <laughs> um, and so finally, Hannah's like, please give us another moment. And Cam leaves, and Hannah's like, basically forgotten what she was going to say. But it's like, yeah, I'll just give it. you a hug. As they're still <laughs> hugging, Cam returns and is like, please, it's time. <laughs> I don't know what kind of mindset he thinks that's going to put Hannah in. I think he's like was told by someone like be aggressive, go in yeah, there and take your time. And he took that likes. to heart and he won't stop. It's also like it's a pattern for him at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he showed up on the date. Gonna show up no on the date. No one asked you to do that. <laughs> like you had to get a special you, car to take you. You specifically there. were not invited. No. <laughs> like the card said, like, Cam, please do not come. I'm just trying to imagine what it would be like to have such confidence that like everyone wanted be to be nice. in your presence. <laughs> I just so assume weird. actively assume people would like less of me. Yeah. Like, that's more my default than, like, I should show up in a situation I was not invited to join. Bless them with my (laughs) my presence. presence. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, if he's not freestyle rapping, I'm not really enjoying him that much at this point. I'm glad he didn't do that this episode, though. Oh, thank you. One episode without Truly merciful. (laughs) And now we're free from it forever. So Um, Cam also has this habit of, like, talking up how important what he has to convey is and also then by in the, the time, third person while he's doing it <laughs> like cam has a really important thing to say you know he like talks up how important his his revelation is and then when when he finally makes it it's so anticlimactic yeah like even in the moment he's like have something really important to tell hannah and then he sits down and is like look talk about bold gestures i resigned from my job to go on this show I'm and she's stealing my move yeah, and she, <laughs> It's like that worked so well. Yeah, I'm taking that clearly one. it was a great move <laughs> on my part. Well, I mean, the way that it's like that could arise naturally in a conversation yeah. and probably come off a lot better than being like, I have to talk to you have to tell you something really important. All right, I quit my job to do this, <laughs> well, and she's like, that's it. Yeah, like really, really also, every up. he always frames these conversations in a really <clears throat> transactional manner. Like mm-hmm. he believes that because he's left his job, he is now owed some sort of deference for that act. He's yeah. made some like flow chart about doing the bachelorette and it's like, well, now I'm going to do this and then it's going to lead me to here and then I'm going to get my one on one and then it's going to go here. It's like very methodical. Oh, I The thought that I keep having is that he got that rose way before uh, like anyone expected to get a rose yeah. and just got to sit with it. Simmer on that one rose. <laughs> and just be like, man, I'm, I'm making I'm, it through night one. This is it. Yeah. It's like I've got it fucking made. Like <laughs> I'm the one. Yeah. <laughs> It was not good for him. I think they need to cut yeah. that initial rose. Um, bad experiment. 
Uh, so meanwhile, the guys, like Mike has told the guys how Cam kept interrupting, and they're all really annoyed. Uh, Tyler's like, you know, if you respect my time, I'll respect your time. And Jonathan's like, karma's a bitch, which is a, the slogan of the season, it seems <laughs> like. Um, but Jonathan has decided to be the karma that he wishes to see in the world. Not a good move. This was so stupid. I was like, Jonathan, why are you doing this? Cam looked terrible. And so you're going to do the thing that made Cam look terrible in front of Hannah? Then they just both look terrible. Then they both look terrible. So Jonathan goes to interrupt. Um, and Cam is like, please, man, I just I need a few more minutes, please. Which is sort of pathetic to watch, given mm-hmm. he was like how begging. he behaved like yeah. five minutes before. <laughs> Um, and Jonathan is like, what goes around comes around. <laughs> and Hannah is just sitting there. Like, she's not even a part of any of these interactions. I wanted Hannah to step up a little bit more. I she was does like, later. She does later on. I feel like Hannah is either being very passive or she's like, I'm in charge now and you aren't to speak for the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> um, this is a point where she kind of is letting things happen. Uh, Cam is like, okay, like, I'll hand her over, but I'm going to walk her to the to the door first but then Jonathan like intercepts physically and is like Hannah's with me now it's so uncomfortable I was like dude (laughs) like you're not making Cam look worse right now I think Hannah was probably wishing she was not with either of them yeah Yeah. pass (laughs) yeah um so Cam goes to vent to John Paul Jones JPJ 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 he's eating chicken nuggets (laughs) obviously what um, else would anyone be eating? <laughs> John Paul Jones show? is just steadily munching on chicken nuggets through this whole date. I was deeply creeped out by him, but now there's so many worse people. Like people, yeah, uh, he's doing that he's sort of good this episode. Yeah, <laughs> he's starting to intrigue me a little more. Yeah, or maybe just repulse just, me less. Yeah, I don't know. The vibe I get from him is like either he's a serial killer or he's like that guy in your like, like a lovable weirdo who makes you a little uncomfortable but then you get to know him better and yeah, he's like into cool music well like exactly quirky. I thought yeah. he was a serial killer last episode and this episode I think he's less of a serial killer Just like less people he would kill <laughs> <laughs> and if it's only like four people yeah, it's like not it's so bad MVP. right <laughs> um, so uh Cam says this thing about how there's a difference between being bold and romantic and charismatic and being a little chihuahua is that right? Is like that what yappy? he said? Is what he means? I, I guess. Uh. Which is funny because that's really how he comes off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he goes and sort of like stares down Jonathan on the couch. That was very menacing. <laughs> and extended I could not, for a very long time. I could never be menaced by Cam. <laughs> that's true. It He's, was – he intended it to be menacing. Yeah. But it just looked like, oh, this person doesn't blink. It's just so Staring contest. Yeah. very weird to see these two guys who both behaved badly, like, trying to shame each other for behaving like badly. A, and outing out each yeah. other. Yeah. And yeah. neither of them came off as particularly alpha in this interaction. Yeah. Not a good episode for them. So, meanwhile, Tyler is with Hannah telling her that she, like, that, like, women really do run the world. Tyler and he respects them. was just saying a whole bunch of meaningless faux feminist phrases, just like, like all Beyonce tied lyrics. together. So yeah. Yeah. He's like, who, who runs the, the world? world? Girls. Girls, girls, girls definitely <laughs> run the world. And then he starts <laughs> quoting Chimamanda and Gozi Adichie. And, like, oh, you know, if only. <laughs> um, um, he's like, you're a badass woman, and I just want to be your arm candy. I said, oh, yeah, he called you. himself 
arm candy. Yeah, is. I said this to Claire last night, but I was like, there is no greater evidence than this moment that the term badass no longer has meaning. It's and like I've been banging that drum yeah. for a while. I know, I, I know, badass, but it's like it it is like a catchphrase that like obscures. A, a lot of continuing issues. Mm. It's just like if I call women badass or I say like women run the world and we don't have to like think too hard about like how that like the yeah, he's of like, it. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, women run the world, just not like as presidents or like <laughs> yeah. elected officials not or an actual way. Yeah, not like yeah. actual power, but like you're so badass. Yeah, or like you can like convince your husband, the president, to like <laughs> do shit and like that's the real power. <laughs> I don't know. I tweeted something about this and a guy, of course, responded like, K. Ivy and I was like, oh my god, you proved my point wrong because there's a woman governor out there. <laughs> so embarrassed. Um, so he's trying. Like yeah. he's like, no, it, it, I, it was sweet. Very it was sweet. sweet. She liked it. She definitely liked it. I feel like this like encapsulates the weirdness of Tyler's like appeal to me, which is like he's so attractive, but he like kind of has a jerky vibe. But then he says really well-intentioned, nice things, things. unobjectionable things, but then they're sort of, like, doltish sounding, (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know. Do I believe this guy? I don't know yet. Yeah, it's like, would I go on three dates with him if he had some sort of, you know, Maybe it's also just that I (laughs) look at him and I'm like, you would never ask me out. We would never match on a dating app, but you're definitely objectively attractive. Very much so. But there are, like, hot guys that I'm, like, they're out of my league. And then there mm-hmm. are hot guys that I'm, like, not for me. Yeah. I feel like he's, got, he's, he's in, in between. between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know if Tyler's going to have a full good run. But so far, like. So far, so good, though. So far, good. Like, much better than I was expecting at the beginning. Um, yeah, much better than one would assume the token male model. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's got some layers. Do. He, yeah. yeah. He's a complicated guy. Yeah. Like just like, I want to support women. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Kim. Yeah. Um, was was he the one? When did they have this conversation about how, what, like, what Hannah's dreams were? And she was like, I don't know, like, to have a career, I guess, that I'm passionate about. Yeah, and he was just, last like, supportive episode? of Oh, that was last, that was last episode. episode. Yeah. This is what happens when I watch yeah. them all at the same time. <laughs> um, so uh, Hannah gives the rose to Mike. Yes. Yes. Mike. Yes. She's Mike. like, bold can be for shown in Mike many different bachelor. ways. Yeah, Putting subtle. it out there right <laughs> yeah. now. Mike, Mike for Bachelor. Mike showed another way to be bold tonight. Um, because he, being vulnerable is bold. It is. It bold. is. It is. It is. It is actually. It, well, it stands out when everyone else is not doing that and just trying to be bold. Exactly. <laughs> you know what that means. What, you know what's bold? Just trying to be Cam. Yeah. You know what's bold? The ladies of the bold type. Can we talk I love about that, that show. I <laughs> love it too. <laughs> These are the ladies of the bold type. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with a lot more from Sydney. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. 
Dressing head-to-toe in barefoot dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. 
Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, hi Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. We come back in and Hannah is in the hospital. Whoa, yeah. This was not a smooth transition. No, she's like, and hospital. (laughs) Passed out. It's like, Mike was so bold tonight and now I'm in a hospital (laughs) bed getting a saline drip. Um, so I and we never really are that clear on what's wrong with her. No, it seems concerning. like it is exhaustion. Yeah, uh, something again. It's been like three days. Dehydration. <laughs> Who knows? It's apparently something that's not contagious, as she says later. So yes. I, my assumption is uh, dehydration and exhaustion, which yes, yeah. is not a great sign uh, for the future. Three, yeah. But 
Maybe it'll be like a warning shot. She'll be drink lots of water in the yeah, future. Yeah, now they'll like regulate it. Yeah. They'll send um, one of those IVs, you know, like the oh, nurse yeah. on the go thing that people get yeah. for they'll when prepare like little Gatorade shots for her. Yeah. In the morning before. Just a little <laughs> shot of Pedialyte, you know, <laughs> when she wakes up every morning. Um, Meanwhile, Connor S, our little baby faced Connor, <laughs> baby is faced just a doll body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very tall. And deep voice. Is just very ready for his date. And he's yeah. just like, wow, I'm the luckiest man on the entire planet because yeah. I get to set sail on a Hannah. love story. It says, let's set sail on our love story. So they're definitely sailing. What could be better? Uh, and then... You know what could be better? Another card arrives. Um, and he's getting canceled on. Um, but she says, instead, please come over to my hotel suite to keep me company. Um, so he goes to a, what looks like a grocery store <laughs> and gets her uh, chicken soup and flowers and a card. Uh, very thoughtful, setting a good example for all the boyfriends out there. Very cute. Um, I think this, in terms of like competing on the show, is kind of an upgrade. Yeah, it's like a lot of one-on-one time, no like distractions. But yeah. it could go either way. Like I'm glad they have somewhat of a connection because if they didn't, it'd be, it'd be very awkward. awkward. Right? Yeah, or imagine like if it was Luke P, where she like oh, has a connection, but it's not something that physical. would translate yeah. well to that. He'd be like, "I'm here. Let's have sex." Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I'm Is this sick. a fantasy suite? Am I upgrading? <laughs> yeah, this actually worked for Connor's yeah. sort of sweet vibe. Yeah, he comes over. She's she looks in bed. Absolutely radiant looks for just having cute. left the hospital. Glowy. It's yeah. kind of the, my IV. nightmare to be in the ER and then be like, now you will be filmed and also yeah, with your, your romantic boyfriend. interest will be coming over. Ugh. Yeah. First date too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like just picturing, you know, matching with someone on hinge and then like, <laughs> just be like anyways, you're like, come uh, over. <laughs> I know we were gonna meet for that drink in Midtown, but Actually, come over to my apartment, get in my bed, and write me some notes. I mean, this is the the journey of The Bachelor. <laughs> Everything is accelerated. Uh, everyone is being watched at all times. So it's very hard for them to murder you. Um, True. I always feel like it's probably one of the safest ways to date, you know? These guys are being True. watched at all times. Um, so <laughs> something I think about. It's a normal thought. Um, at one point, so he leaves her. He comes. He brings her a card. He also leaves a bunch of post-it notes around the suite with things that he loves about her, mostly physical things because he barely knows her. Yeah. But at one one of them is like how beautiful you look without makeup. And I was like, oh, you think she's not wearing any makeup? That's adorable. <laughs> Men are so it's nice. That's how you know he's 24. Look. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's very sweet. Uh, so he cuddles up in bed with her. She reads his card. Um, they talk about his family, and this was another situation where he tells sort of an intense, scary story, mm-hmm. and we don't see the part where the scary part, like, resolves. He's basically telling her how he was on a ski vacation when he was 13, and his mom had a stroke. Horrifying. Was yeah, airlifted really to a scary. hospital, couldn't speak in a full sentence, and then he's like, and so I learned how strong my parents' relationship was, and I was like, is your mom okay? Right. Yeah. We have no Check idea. Check in with mom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's serious. Like, time out. I want to know, like, if she's alive. It no. seems like she it seems is like alive. like there was a resolve. Yeah. We but just didn't talk really, about really, it. really upsetting. He was 13 when this happened. Very traumatizing. Really, really sad. Yeah. 
Um, and so then they make out in bed. It does look much more X-rated when you are in a bed making out it does than it would when you're be horizontal. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's very uh, not too not too intense. Very sweet. He eventually leaves with the post-it notes behind him, and he's like, "I didn't get a rose, um, but like I just have to like trust her, and like I'm glad I got to see her." Uh, so he heads back to the to the mansion, and Luke is like. Hey man, what are her symptoms? What was she wearing? What was she wearing? That was the creepiest. That's like when a guy texts, like, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh man, you can't make the date. You're sick." That's anyway. Yeah. What are you wearing? Want to do some like phone trying, trying, yeah. trying to sex, but like via via Connor. <laughs> like, oh, sweatpants, really? Like, what else? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, like I describe her. He's like, actually, I, I think it I right have now. to go to the bathroom right now. Yeah, he wanted like details <laughs> yeah. for. Her. He's like, what color were those sweats? <laughs> Get the whole were picture. They, were they like loose sweats or are they like sexy, sexy form-fitting sweats? Are we talking leggings? <laughs> um, and Luke is also like back at the house before Connor returned being like, if it were me and she like asked me to leave, I just like wouldn't. I just like cuddle up and be like, you don't have to talk. I'll just be here. And all what? the guys are like, what? <laughs> just Luke P is truly a sentient red flag. He's just like yes. going out of his way to be like, I'm dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> hey. He's like, by the way, I will not listen to any requests a woman makes of me. Right? And didn't yeah. he say that was my job to be accompanying her? Like, I'm the one that should be oh, doing that. I'm like, job. you know her the same amount as everyone else does. So, like, how is no, that your it's, job? But Sydney, it's his job. You don't understand. It's, Only his. It's his job. He has a connection with He's her. He's hired himself he for that. He will be staring at her whether or not she wants yeah. it. Terrifying. He just knows that she wishes it were him. And it's really sad for Connor. Yeah, because really. he can read minds. Yeah. <laughs> It's just one of his many talents. <laughs> he, like, does CrossFit and he reads minds. Uh, so Connor's back at the house for dinner, eating pizza with the guys. He's kind of bummed, but, like, no big deal. And then the door opens and a chauffeur enters. Chauffeur. 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 <laughs> uh, according to Chris Harrison, his name is Noel. Oh. And he enters with a message for Connor. His date's not over. He has 15 minutes to get ready. and Be sharp, my man. <laughs> Great advice. Yeah. And so Connor naturally puts on a button-down shirt, a black leather jacket, and brown leather shoes. That's what we call sharp. <laughs> I'm like, listen, he's a cute guy, but, like, I don't know if that's the look I would have gone for. In I mean, that. Certainly not the leather shoes. Not the brown leather shoes. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a choice. Minutes. He's making choices. Yeah. He had limited time. Yeah. He almost had to throw something on. He's still, you know, he's like, I have a good face. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, Hannah is waiting for him in a glittery blazer um, and offers him the rose and says she's very impressed by how he comforted her. Um, and she's prepared a special treat. The worst part of anyone on one date, a private concert. Just because private he concert. Was there was so, no audience yeah, either. There was no, just them. And it was in this sort of like airless looking studio yeah. that would I would feel especially uncomfortable being alone in. Like you can't get like lost in the shadows no. or anything. It's so confusing how consistently they try to sell us these quote unquote private concerts as like prizes mm. uh-huh. when in fact they are punishments. Yeah. For everyone. every time. Every time I think of that like radio show I listened to about a a popular artist who 
agreed to serenade a guy's ex-girlfriend to like win her back for him mm. and he was alone with them in their apartment and he That's was like horrifying. I didn't know whether to make eye contact It's like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like he was like I'm doing a good deed for this like normal couple and he was like it was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I think of that every time. Um we don't even I don't even know who I this don't know musical who that, artist They didn't was. do a good job of I've like I've heard that song before but I had no idea who he was. It was good though I thought. I, Connor talked it up a little bit too. Yeah, he's like this song. But they is didn't so name drop the. They usually right. name drop the person because didn't that's the say. whole thing. If they did, then I didn't catch. Then it. I missed it. They should do a little Chiron because we're all dying to know. Oh, Lucas Grant wasn't that his name? Oh, I really? mean, perhaps. I think I wrote that down in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Lucas Grant, musician. Mm-hmm. Nick loves it when we Google stuff. Sorry, <laughs> but to return. Uh, that's basically the whole date, actually. There's nothing more to say. Uh, Connor gets the rose, heads back. In the morning, Hannah is sitting pensively under a fountain. Because Tyler G. has gone home, and this is the only mention <laughs> we receive of this. She is so no disappointed because she wanted to explore their relationship. So he, Tyler G., for anyone who's forgotten, is the one who had the very nondescript uh, first one-on-one date mm-hmm. last really? week, which... Now, knowing that they sent him home, it makes more sense to me why the date was edited to lack all substance. That like makes we, sense, we learned yeah. absolutely nothing like, don't about like, him. Don't get to know him. Don't like him because he's leaving. Yeah, out of just speak. completely forget him. I think they're hoping like, but like that we won't even remember his persona that he was, and I don't want to like completely forget this from his bio and a little bit from the episode too. Was like I'm a sensitive guy. Like I'm interested in like reading and like bettering myself and like I'm vulnerable and like I'm not a meathead and apparently like it's been reported the reason that he left is because there were credible allegations brought to production that he was abusive abusive and yeah. I think the quote from the original reddit rumor from when the names were originally posted was quote extreme misogynist so uh, I think this the so the story in that reddit uh tip is that he dated a girl um, and their relationship ended when he spit on her in public. During a screaming match. So, and, um, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, so it seems likely that the allegations that were referenced there were brought to production and that that is the reason that he was asked to leave the show based on the the reporting that we've seen around that. I do want to say that I think that this is a real credit to production, that if they did receive credible allegations, that they remove the person. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is, yeah, those kind of people should not be, you know, getting a platform at all, first of all. And, And also certainly you... They shouldn't be exposing um, their lead to potentially abusive behavior. Yeah. Which I guess we can talk about with Luke P uh, later yeah. on. Yeah. But this, yeah, um, I'm glad that they they seem to respond well. And I also think that that is part of why they released the names and photos Earlier, early. Yeah. And, got rid and, of like a solid amount of guys. Yeah, because this is not the kind of thing that you can screen for ahead of time. If no. there have been no charges brought or True. a police report filed, this is not something that's going to come up in a background check. But it is something that someone might come forward with. So It's like using social media for good. In yeah. The yeah um, you know, nice. I think they they have learned something and i am heartened by by that change yeah it was a, like a little weird that they didn't talk more about it but i it's really hard for me to imagine how you would talk about it yeah i it guess more. so give it more light which is not 
And also, I don't think that, you know, if someone's not willing to come forward publicly Mm -hmm. with certain allegations, you can't then make those public on a TV show. Like the you, you would have Hannah what being like. It turns out he's a psycho. Yeah. Like I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I hear. Like yeah, there's really no good way to do it, unfortunately. But because he's gone, the, the and thing I'm that glad. does concern me always. Even I mean, it's great they got rid of him so early. Um, is that guys who even get kicked off the show are like hot commodities dating wise. Like true. it really ups yeah. your status, and I hope that doesn't happen for him. Yeah. Um, but we're on to the final group date. And the date card apparently said a picture is worth a thousand words. We never really get the readout of who's going to be on the date. So I guess it's just all the rest of the guys. No, they just completely skipped this part, yeah. which was odd. But um, suddenly they are on the date. On the date. Yeah. And with Franco, their creative director. Yeah, he's a very suave, blonde man in blue eyeliner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're just going to be like paired with some hot models. <laughs> This They're is all very the concerned by that. Bait and switch. <laughs> this is the bait and switch of like, there's not going to be a cocktail party tonight, uh, but it's a pool party. It's a pool party. <laughs> it's like this happens every season, and you're all there. It's always like, oh my god, models. Like, whoa. Yeah, Luke P is like, oh He's my like, god, yes. I am. What is going to happen if some hot girl just wants to like stand next to me? And did he say not this Hannah. is going to be uncomfortable? Yeah, for he's Hannah. like, it's going to be yeah. so what? awkward for Hannah because like, these, she's going to love me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that would that should be his tip off that Hannah would not design a date where she has to be jealous of hot models. Yeah. Obviously, that's no, never that's a thing. Step one of being the Bachelorette. <laughs> so yeah. it turns out this is actually an incredibly inelegant Secret Life of Pets two tie-in. Mm. Yeah, it's according to Franco a fun movie. <laughs> so <laughs> Franco has, seen it? <laughs> has definitely seen it. He's seen all, both of them. He's a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is that with your pets. We love our pets, but we don't know what they're up to yeah, when we leave. Yeah, what are they no. thinking? What are What's, they doing? Well, maybe you should watch The Secret Life of Pets and we'll learn. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they have whole beautiful models. Of pets. Beautiful models, <laughs> llamas, mini pigs, hairless dogs, <laughs> snakes. I felt All really bad for the guy who got the snake. Uh, like, that uh, is No, that the rat. Oh, rats. yeah, and the rat. That's, I mean, when you could it. have had, like, a little mini pig... Yeah, or a llama, or, or like a tiny horse. I mean, there were some really cute yeah, little animals. Yeah, a puppy. Shafted. I would have um, been so mad if they were like, and now you have to pose with a rat. Oh, rats are kind of cuddly. No, rats Ew. are horrifying. No, not. They repulse <laughs> me, and I'm no, 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 no. I have a phobia of them. Oh, so that's my like number one. But yeah, like same. a pet rat no. is different. No, no. Have you had one in your apartment? I had a hamster growing up. Not that's not the same no, thing. No, no. <laughs> well, I've only had mice in my apartment. I've never had. Yeah, they're also oh, horrifying. I I yes, a, thank I, you, Sydney. Thank I have you. a friend who has pet rats. No, no, we no. can't be they're friends so with them. Yeah, cute. I'm sorry, I don't accept. They're it. white and like. Well, uh, uh-uh. let's move on. I can't. I'm getting okay. heebie-jeebies. <laughs> um. So, uh, she goes takes the opportunity to go around and like ask about the guy's pets. We hear about how she has great photo shoots with her two Goldens. That's like a, a very Hannah-type thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like like photogenic, lots of glossy hair, two very photogenic, big, glossy-haired dogs. I can just, like, envision that life. Um, meanwhile, Demi is here. Check out what the guys are doing. Well, Demi, as we know, is an investigator. Oh, yeah. Yes. She gets a little more active in the investigating this time, which yes. I liked. Um, she, she hired... <laughs> I'm sure Demi did all. She's she like, I hire them. 
So they have uh, a hot actresses to play an animal handler and a makeup artist um, who are going to sort of test the guys. Which I always said when I was on my season, I was like, I wish the lead could watch us just in the house. That's when like the real stuff happens. That's when you like really get to know people. And I like that they did this. Yeah. I mean, you just have to watch it later when you're already engaged. Them, and you're, and like, you're like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I, I, made, the wrong one. I made a real error here. Yeah. Um, but and it, it called to mind like past scandals that were sort of like, oh, like when we were in the airport, like this dude got like mm-hmm. a woman's phone number or whatever. Like they were trying to like recreate that on camera. Didn't um, work. <laughs> it's, well, of course, the guys know they're still basically on camera. Yeah. So they're not morons. I guess we learned. Um, the makeup artist just openly is like to Grant, like, well, like, I'm around. So if you're like bored or whatever, he's like, you just hit on me. I'm calling Hannah. <laughs> I was like, Grant knows there's a camera. Yeah, he was aware. Yeah, he's like, you will not get me. Yeah. Uh, even Luke P for a moment seems like he's going to show a dark side. But no, oh, he did great. Yeah. He's like bragging about his CrossFit and he's like, oh, I'm just stuck in the mansion. Things but douchier love, than bragging I about your Hannah. CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so Demi's like, these guys are all great. Um, and they take photos with the pets. They take photos with Hannah. Why mm-hmm. do Hannah and Peter have photographs holding wine and staring into each other's that eyes? Didn't go, it was off it was topic. On, again, yeah. the editing the here was very poor. It, <laughs> was there a pet somewhere that Maybe I the pets see. like to drink on okay, the side. So, so what it seemed like was that they just edited it very oddly, but that each guy got, got photos with yeah. the pet and then photos with Hannah my, because the outfit kept switching. My thing is I think that some of the guys didn't get photos with Hannah. And then they started doing uh, some shoots with Hannah, and that's why Luke got in. so upset. It was like one-on-one time that they I, had. And I think they did that on purpose yeah. to get some of the guys jealous. But it seemed like Luke had maybe already gotten photos with Hannah from yes, the way that the men were like talking. Because they were like, oh, you went session, back yeah. for even more. Like, he had already mm. gotten what everyone Which else like had, what he did all night I just, <laughs> I can't rationalize his behavior under that circumstance. It's too confusing to me. <laughs> There is no There's rationale no for his behavior that. except for the fact oh that God. he is psychotic. Yeah. So he's watching Hannah, like, have a kind of sensual shoot with someone and gets really upset and bursts in and is like, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do my back. <laughs> while you stand on my back. Uh, and she's like, okay. And then he tries to pull her aside to talk. And she's like, I just really have to go change. Like, we'll talk later. And he's, like, following her to the dressing room. He's like, okay, I'll walk you to the dressing room. She's like, I'm good. (laughs) This is when he started to really disturb me. I'm like, this is menacing behavior. Like, if someone says, I have to go do something, you need to understand that that means you need to move away. Yeah, it's not an invitation. Right. He has no respect for personal space, for any boundaries, and you can tell that this is finally starting to really grate on Hannah. She's like, no, I literally need to change my dress. Please do not follow. Yeah. It's like, I don't want you to be there while I change. <laughs> He's like, believe but, do, it or but not. do you want to chat? Do you want to chat in the room? Oh it's like when God. he came into the interview after the rose ceremony when it was like that's not loud like right i think he he did it once and it worked so yeah he's like i'm gonna do this now she wants me to interrupt every private moment she might have yeah which is not the case no (laughs) um and she is starting to feel like it's a little insecure that he thinks he's entitled to win in the end um 
Do you think it's the first impression, Rose, that's making him so cocky, or he just is? I think it probably helped, but I do think it's sort of who he is. Yeah, I think it just might be his I mean, this is one of those things where I was so frustrated that he got the first impression, Rose, and that he got so much attention after that, because I feel like there were a lot of signs. And again, just a moment where I was like, Hannah is just like a little young oblivious to some of the things and so is he and now that they're getting blatant she's like oh i don't like this right initially was not really picking up on that and it's the i don't know i was thinking about luke p is such a great example of like the logical conclusion of the really fucked up scripts that men are kind of fed about Mm -hmm. what is attractive like you should be persistent you need to be strong Uh, and he takes all of those things to an extreme and so you sort of see hannah grappling with the fact that She's like, well, but I, she likes I, that, I like that. Like that kind like, of thing is is a, it's supposed to be attractive. Yeah, what she's but been, like, told. Is all of, right, but yeah. all of these lines yeah. are, are actually being crossed. My mm. boundaries are all being crossed. I think about this a lot because I read a lot of romance novels, mm. um, which is fun. But like there are a lot of like archetypes of masculine attractiveness that are just like so attractive as long as they never cross Cross the the wrong boundary. And when you can manipulate that in fiction, then it's like, oh, he's so confident and he, like, makes decisions for her and he, like, intrudes, but always when she secretly wants him to, Mm -hmm. you know? And in real life, when a guy tries to act like that, there's a lot more room for error. That's not how it works. Like, he's not going to know exactly what she needs better than she does. In fiction, maybe. In real life, no. And especially when you don't actually have intimacy with someone. Like, of course, there are so many ways that power dynamics can be played with and it can be hot and and sexy and consensual. But that requires an understanding of the other person and a relationship. And And consent. Right, and consent. Consent. He actually has has none of those things with Hannah. Yeah. He needs Um, another long shower. Oh, so it's time for the night date, and she toasts to the guys having a great night and then immediately grabs Luke for a chat. She usually does not decide mm-hmm. to grab guys right away, so they all know that something is off. Um, she feels like he stole the show in a negative way. She doesn't like him trying to flaunt their connection. And so she, like, wants to kind of lay down the law and Luke is just telling her, you know, like, you fit the perfect mold of what I want for my future Ugh. wife. It was so oh, smarmy. Was, yeah. Because his entire vision of Hannah is all about him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, what he sees for his life. Right. For his life. She checks his boxes. He has decided she is his future wife, and he is the one that she wants because, yeah, because she checks his boxes. It actually has nothing to do with what she desires. No. I feel like their attraction to each other is both born out of these sort of archetypal expectations. And mm-hmm. once they they violate how that plays out in a romantic way. It's gonna it's gonna fall combust. Apart. The veil is lifted. Yeah. Um and like any time that someone on this show says like you really fit the mold of a perfect spouse, I'm like, ooh. Uh, yeah. No, they're a human person. Um so she's annoyed. She came here to to lecture him and he's already being like, I hate watching you with other guys. So she's like, look, you know I like you. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, I feel like you have been acting like this has been promised to you. Your confidence is irritating me. And he's, cu- he's like, I'm going to cut you off because I'm really happy we're having this conversation. And she's like, yeah, hold on. Like, I am speaking. Please stop. I just told you that, Do not yeah, that. that your confidence is irritating. And now you are cutting me off. 
And uh, at this point, it seems like she's decided that he's not going to have a role in this conversation, actually. Like, he can't Which be I, trusted to speak I, the I words. liked this. Um, so she's like, you're not respecting my other relationships. You're being cocky. I don't like it. I want it to change. All right. Hug. We're yeah, done. Yeah, I liked that. Um, she just shut him down. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. She was like, okay, I expect you to change. Let's check back in when you have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, I don't Homework. think he's going to change, but but I appreciated, you know, the, the sentiment. Yeah, show me some pages in yeah. your confidence, exactly. not cockiness workbook. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Luke P. then spends the rest of the evening trying to talk to Hannah again and spinning out when it becomes clear that she does not want to talk to him again at all. He didn't listen to anything she said, essentially. Yeah. Um, also, I want to note that he's wearing a black suit jacket over a T-shirt. Uh-huh, and a chain. Violently pink silk lining. Oh, I missed that. Oh, because he his kept, like, fashion choices out. are extremely suspect. Oh, he's also wearing like a red pocket square, which uh. not only clashes with the pink silk lining, it seems to be like almost intentionally like a rose. Flex. I thought it was. I saw it. I was like, did he get a rose? No, that's right. his pocket square. I, I feel like he's even trying to that. imply roseness. This is where that belongs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Manifesting um. his rose. <laughs> so, uh, he goes to interrupt Hannah while she's talking to Devin about male rompers. Uh, <laughs> Important topic. <laughs> and he, yeah, he interrupts Dylan. And every time yeah. Hannah just says to him, I oh, told you, boy. we will yeah. talk later. The first time Please he stop. interrupts, she's like already very exasperated. She's like, we will talk later, I promise. But like, not right now. And he just keeps coming back. He, he does not seem able to really absorb anything that is Mm-mm. ever said to him. No. Like, she uh, gave him explicit instructions. Change your behavior. It's like and the instead, first time he hasn't gotten his way ever. Yeah, he's like, almost, like, stomping it. his feet like a small child. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he needs a little more intimate time with the Lord. Maybe. <laughs> in the shower. Jesus showers. The, to get his mind right. Yeah. It's it's wearing off a little bit, the godliness. So, like, he has an altercation with Peter, who's waiting for time with Hannah, yeah. and Luke's like, that's not going to happen. And Peter's like, what? I haven't, I haven't talked gone. to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's and like, Luke's well, like, no. I'm not an idiot. It's like, well, how no is this about you being <laughs> Also, then Luke's argument is, well, I didn't get to talk to Hannah because she only got only to talk spoke to, to me. Mm. And Peter is Very like, lawyerly. well, actually, I still have not had either Any of, those of those things. things. So... <laughs> Um, but Peter is sort of like, this is self-sabotage, so like, if he wants to yeah, do this. Yeah, get in your own way, buddy. Peter's smart. Fine. Uh, Peter is smart. Hannah's making out with Garrett, and Luke P. intercepts her on the way Just back. incredible. And she's like, I promise we will talk again tonight, but I want to call the shots, and I, I want to talk to everyone first. Uh, and so she goes to talk to Peter, who tells her that his mom was Miss Illinois. And that she decided to marry his dad after Offers, seeing his butt. <laughs> I liked that anecdote. I thought it was cute. I mean, very cute. if it was the reverse, it, it would be too conventional. Yeah. But I appreciated right. the I, role the, reversal. The, exactly. The, the gender swapping made it kind of fun. Butt. Yeah. The flight I mean, attendant yeah. being like, that pilot's butt. Yeah. Is That's nice. I like to that they are a little flight family. Yeah. I know. At first I was scared that it was going to head into some sort of like, my dad was a lecherous pilot hitting on all the (laughs) flight attendants. But she she made an honest man. Yeah. Instead it was, you know, her checking him out. Uh, Meanwhile, Luke is with the guys being like, I might go home tonight. Like <laughs> making threats. He's like, yeah, I don't know what this process is for me. I can't say I'm in love with her, which makes what he did last episode oh. super weird. Um, if I find out she's not right for me, I'm just out of here. 
And they're all like, what? Like, You're we so- were all there when you were like, I'm genuinely falling in love with you last week. Um, Peter and Hannah have a very intense makeout. I want to call that against I love the a pickup against the wall. Oh, I loved yeah. it. A wraparound. <laughs> yeah. He's just good. like He's yeah, very smooth. Good. He's that baby face is right. It's like deceptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of sex appeal, and he says that was the smoothest takeoff I've ever had. Oh, uh, with a line, the greatest fight of my life. <laughs> he's been waiting. That to was use like that how one. many yeah. days has it taken for you to say that? Um, Hannah does something truly uh, diabolical. Next, she goes and picks up the group date rose <laughs> and then says, Luke P., can we talk for a minute? Ooh, he was like, this is mine. <laughs> yeah. All the guys are like, I guess Luke P. is getting the yeah. rose because why would she take it to talk with him she otherwise? <laughs> she was holding it. I think she was like trying to give him a move. It was a yeah. power I move. I loved it. Um, and so she goes uh, out to tell Luke that she really likes him and he is not her only relationship. And he hasn't respected that even after she told him to be better. And he's like, thank you for communicating that clearly. Um, Because all the other times he communicated it, it apparently was not clear enough. Um, He's basically like, this is the least you can do. It's like, at least just tell me how I'm supposed to behave. Um, So she does not offer in the rose. They return and she offers the rose to Peter. And now it's time for a rose ceremony day. And you won't believe it. There's not going to be a cocktail party. No There's way. a tailgate. There's a tailgate. That's is new, that the first tailgate? Yeah. yeah. Normally it's, it's a pool party. But I guess when it's guys. It's cold, too. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. They have been cold. She's constantly freezing and no one ever gets no her jacket. No one gets a jacket. <laughs> um, but they uh, are all dressed up in their summer gear, playing football, cornhole, and... Uh, Cam is like this. This, this is, is my moment. moment. <laughs> this is we're gonna to put a dark cloud a, on this to tailgate. Have a really serious conversation. But it's time to ABC. But first, I'm gonna announce he it. He needs <laughs> to tell all of the other men that he will be having a very serious Just conversation, and he's not sure if Hannah will be able to handle it. Oh, he gives. He does full <laughs> monologue. Like Chris is like. Listen, guys, it's going to be a tailgate. It's going to be fun. And he leaves. And Cam is like, "All right, guys, I got to tell you something real serious." <laughs> I expected a cocktail party, but I have to tell Hannah something very serious, something that's been a downfall to two previous relationships. She might send him home right away. And he plans to pull her aside right away, and he hopes that's cool. And, and Mike and- is a hero in the <laughs> <Yeah>. BS comment. <laughs> I mean, honestly, all the guys are just like, what are you, what are saying? you talking about? <laughs> you, you can't play the game like this where you're like, I don't care about stepping on your toes. That's not what this is about. And then as soon as you need some consideration expect yeah. to like demand that he hasn't respected else. them at all so like why should they respect yeah, him that is actually the purpose of being of some some level of considerate in yeah. this game is so that you can expect a similar level of respect from the other guys and he decided to make a different play so he has to live with that yeah. now um but he gives them a metaphorical cheers. Oh, my gosh. And like, what is that? <laughs> I don't even know. He was holding a fake glass. Yeah. Did he say, let's cheers to your no, metaphorical truth or something? He like, said, let's something make a horrible. metaphorical It's a cheers. metaphorical cheers because he's not really holding a glass. Oh, a metaphorical cheers to living your truth. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was, I was like, there was more to it because And everyone was, was like, horrifying. what? Yeah. Everyone's everyone was like, we won't miss you. Deeply confused. Um, and what are he wrote letters to? 
I know because so I was I like, know. do you have friends in the house? Like, no. Yeah. Maybe John Paul Jones. Maybe. It's the they one seemed, person I've seen. Yeah, him they seem with. to bond a little bit. Who knows? I mean, John Paul Jones seems like one of those guys who could probably tolerate anyone. True. He usually doesn't say much. Yeah. Um, and of course, we get that lovely ITM of Hannah being like, I don't want to have any serious conversations. <laughs> yeah. Today is just for fun, only fun. Yeah, she literally says, I don't want to hear anything <laughs> tragic. And Cam is like, Listen, I need I to got tell tragedy. you something <laughs> coming at you. He literally sits her down and says, It's broad daylight. <laughs> he's like, I'm an onion with a lot of layers, and I have to tell you something. This is not going to be an easy conversation. And she's like, Oh, great. Again, show, don't tell. Yeah. yeah. You should not be informing someone how they need to react to something. No. Oh, it really reminds me a little bit of Kelsey from um, Chris's season and the constant need to, like, frame your story in a way that makes it seem very calculated. Like, the constant, like, my story is tragic but also inspiring. And my story... The synopsis before they say it. Yeah, and it's like, just Which tell is, us what the story is. Also, yeah. that framing it that way is exactly the thing that makes your story less inspiring. When you're expecting right. to feel. Because it seems self-congratulatory as opposed... Like, it's like you're not really inhabiting the experience. You're uh-huh. trying to capitalize on it. Um, Icky. Yeah, so Cam basically, again, very weirdly edited, confusing story, but... Back in the year 2014, he was getting off work. I don't even know if you can remember that far back. But, um, but he's an onion with a lot of layers. And deep inside peeling some, right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's peeling all the way back to 2014. And uh, basically he got sick. His leg locked up. He was running a fever. He was told he needed to have his leg amputated. Apparently which it never happened. was not amputated. Yeah. So I guess he has lymphedema. That is the um, condition that he has, which can cause swelling and often... Yeah. As a result, in it's like a chronic it's, condition. Yeah, a chronic condition. Um, so but, I, I imagine that this, you know, maybe he was worried about telling her he had a chronic life condition that, like, maybe, would be yeah. lifelong. But we don't really actually end up hearing about that. And he has all of these asides of other tragic things. Like adding happen. layers to the <laughs> yeah. tragedy to make it more Which sad. Which was also He's like, if you think that's sad, then yeah, I heard my grandma, grandma was dead. <laughs> and also I had to rehome my puppy. Also, he has to yeah. specify that it was a puppy that he was very close to. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. As opposed to, you know, the 10-month-old puppies that you feel very disconnected from. Yeah. He was like, I didn't even like that puppy this <laughs> And so uh, this story really involves not only surgery, but grandmother loss, puppy loss. It's got all the tragic elements. Mm -hmm. And then he's basically like, you have a big heart. So thank you. Thank you for (laughs) listening. And she basically just hugs him and is like, all right, let's go have fun. Yeah. What? Which, again, it's like. I don't understand why you would want to tell that story in this setting. Because it's too soon, too. It's I feel like. too soon. I mean, he does say in an in the moment that he feels like his experience is in jeopardy because he doesn't have a rose. So it does kind of seem like a calculated yeah. decision. Yeah, he's like, I have to show her some more of Cam. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that thing is this tragic story. It's like almost like going on a first date and telling that story. I don't know. It feels like a little. Yeah, it's like a little too. And not even just like any first date, but like our first date is. Yeah, with other guys in daylight. Is like at a tail. We're at a a group hang with some of our friends, but (laughs) we're like sort of on a date. timing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And like clearly you're distracting her from 
the other stuff she wants to be Mm -hmm. doing. Like, this isn't a setting where you're just, like, there with a drink. Like, let's get to know each other. It's like, I want to be playing cornhole. Yeah. Um, So you're not going to get her full engagement. But this is his play. He thinks it's going to save him. And the guys are just, like, furious because he's going to bum Hannah out. (laughs) And uh, we see a couple moments of her with the other guys. Tyler... Tells he her a, that he was a tight end. With a tight end. That was cute. Um, and <laughs> Tyler then, knows what his assets are. Yes. He certainly does. And he has like a blocking pad for her to like oh oh, practice God. blocking on. painful. Yeah, she falls on her, her body. Knees. He yeah. whips it away so that she falls forward and then she he can like. She almost put her chin open. <laughs> I know. I was like, cute idea, but like you're mm. on paving stones. Yeah, make here. it a softer surface. She must have had really bad bruises on her knees. That was, I know. And like also on a date you would want to like look like sad about like or cry or whatever yeah. that was probably very painful she probably had to suck it up really fast. yeah i would be pissed i was like i'm not a football player no. i did not sign up to be covered in bruises um so uh mike uh then sits hannah down and makes a move that usually, i would describe as controversial usually mm-hmm. this does not work go well yeah right and this is again a, a situation where i feel like it went better because hannah is a little younger and a little less inclined to maybe second guess people's motives like whoever she's talking about she does tend to kind of take at face value i also think (laughs) that because she has good feelings about mike Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she clearly is annoyed as fuck with cam yeah it's a lot easier to be like oh well that's that's what's happening i'm sure she was not excited to be like oh my god am i gonna have to send home this guy who just told me this tragic story or should i just give him now i can be honest about how much i don't want him around yeah (laughs) yeah so mike kind of says look cam told all of us that he planned to tell you this really sad story i think he was doing it to get a pity rose because he was worried he was going to go home. Uh, and Hannah is just gobsmacked. She's like, you know, I want people to tell me things, but because of a genuine connection, not just to stick around and get roses. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it did feel like Cam was being a little bit manipulative with his story, but also this is a thing that's done all the time. Because right. yeah. you have limited time and people... Like the, yeah. yeah, they always sort of tee people up to share their tragic yeah. stories. Cam's real error here was the prep. Of well, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was how he prefaced it. Yeah. Well, this is always the situation that there becomes an established thing on the show, uh-huh. and someone forgets that they're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. like, yeah. Oh, right. Of course, we all know that. Like, if we're worried about getting sent home, that's when we pull out our sob story. So, like, that's what I'm going to do tonight, guys. Cool. <laughs> like, just maybe stand back because yeah. I'll be busy with Prepare that. Prepare yourselves. And everyone's like, no, you're supposed to pretend you're yeah. not doing that. Like, what are you doing? Why are you saying it? <laughs> and I think that Mike kind of over argues it a little. Like, he he over presents what was actually said from what we saw. Like, yeah. He, yeah, it could have been an edit, but we don't know. Yeah, right. Cam doesn't. Right. From what we see, Cam does not actually say, like, guys, pity I'm rose. trying to get a rose. Right. He doesn't say, like, I'm going to get the pity rose, which Mike sort of implies that he uh-huh. said. A lot of it seemed like Mike's interpretation. Also, like, a built-up, maybe, of, like, his relationship with Cam and then kind of unloaded into that yeah. conversation. Yeah, I don't think Cam is well-liked. Yeah, it doesn't seem like just it. put that out there. Shocking. <laughs> um, so <laughs> she then goes and pulls Cam, who's 
bought his covered in hay, which oh, I really I enjoyed it. as they were walking away. He's like, all right, going to go talk <laughs> to Hannah. And he had too. like long pieces of straw Aww. hanging off of his butt. Um, pants, obviously. He's wearing pants, but like there's hay on them. Okay. So she uh, sits him down and is like, I appreciated you telling me what you did. But then Mike told me that you thought you were going home and it's just an interesting time for you to bring up the story in what she describes as a ditch effort to stay, mm. which I guess there is something before last ditch, which is not <laughs> it's, it's a first commonly ditch, known. A first, first ditch, ditch effort to stay. Um, and Cam's like, well, no, I did say I had something serious to tell you. And she's like, I heard pity rose. And he's like, I would never compromise the integrity of what I've been through for pity rose. It's very serious. And she's like, well... The timing is weird. I heard that you were writing letters to the guys in case you left. <laughs> yeah. Like, dear John Which letters. What? It's so bizarre. It's adorable. They've been there for like one week and yeah, none and of them like, even like him. write a letter. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, I just wrote the letter. It's because I wasn't sure how you'd react. And I see what he means by that. But it's yeah, yeah. very But then she says, so you did in fact think you were going home. And then he just finally says, yes. <laughs> And she's like, that feels very schemey and slimy. And he's like, I feel like you don't trust me. And she's like, no, I don't <laughs> yeah. trust you. And I need time to think. Um, that was another conver- – like, the conversation to me felt like I – she doesn't have to like Cam. I don't like Cam. Like, I don't it think he handled this very well. It was to this particular – But the fact yeah. – there is a difference you know, between yeah. thinking you might go home because she might – have react badly to the conversation and thinking that you might go home because you haven't told her the sob story. Like, there's a mm-hmm. distinction that she was not making there. Yeah. She was just kind of over it and was like, this is my chance to just That's send you home. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. If this yeah. had yeah. been someone that she enjoyed uh-huh. spending time with, it would have been very, very, very different and it wouldn't have played well for Mike. Mm-hmm. But Imagine instead, enjoying spending time with Cam. I can't. I can't. To each their own. You never know. That's, <laughs> someone I mean, out there, there does. Yeah, exactly. There's someone out there for everyone. Um, right? So it's time for the rose ceremony. Uh, Hannah's like, if you get a rose tonight, it's not a pity rose. She's some, it's really gotten under her and skin. And the men are yeah. very torn. Some of them believe that this means mm-hmm. that Cam is getting a rose. And some of them believe that it's it means not. Cam is not getting a rose. Who will prevail? The only way to know, really, is to just see whether he gets a rose or not. Um, I loved her dress. Loved it. Yeah. Sparkly red. Girl oh, knows gorgeous. how to wear a sparkly gown. She does. Yeah. She wears Damn. some glitter very well. <laughs> yeah. Um, very jealous. Uh, she's like, I'm confident in my decisions. And at this point already with roses are Mike, Connor, and Peter. And she proceeds to hand out roses to Jed, Tyler, Dustin, Dylan, Grant, Luke P., Garrett, John Paul Jones, Mateo, Devin, Luke S., and Kevin. So leaving our Jonathan, uh, Joey, our, you know, Bethesda, Maryland, my Bethesda, Maryland comrade. Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> didn't make an impression. Much. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Cam, who just weeps. He came in with the mm. best of intentions. Just didn't articulate it very well. Yeah. Um, uh, Cam. I, I do like sort of when someone like Cam leaves – early on in the season feel a little pang of regret of like it would have been interesting to see how this kept developing true but I think sure someone else someone, will come out yeah, people yeah. like Cam though like we, one can only tolerate them for so long yeah you're and we still have Luke P unfortunately oh yeah so. there's still plenty of drama left <laughs> oh yeah there are 
plenty of time for borderline abusive behavior. <laughs> yeah. And next week, uh, we get a little tease. Jed's one-on-one. Luke P. makes a fist. Ooh, uh, that was a clench. For yeah, sure. that was scary. It also seems like some of this was not next week. Like, they kind of yeah. they were, like, on this season. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that the Hannah saying that she has sex and Jesus still loves her. I do not think that yeah, that is like Yeah, they're going to tease that, that, that for, for Oh, it's going to be like the fence, the fence jump. jump yeah. We're going to see it every single week until it happens. It seems will... like Luke P. is going to become the center of a lot of house drama. Shocker. A lot of aggression. A yeah. lot of like, I don't see how you can even be into me when you're into mm. him. He's um, yelling at Garrett at some point. Yeah, when Garrett's yeah. just sitting there. <laughs> so funny. Uh, in the credits, we see Garrett getting waxed by Hannah and Franco. I can't hilarious. believe they cut that out. <laughs> With, like, scotch tape or something. Yeah, it, it, didn't, not, it did not like, look like... prepared waxing strips. It maybe. didn't even look like the kind of waxing strips that you would, like, get at CVS. I was no. very confused. They're He's not usually clear. some ingrown hairs after that. That was... Yeah. <laughs> it looked painful. He's like, I really, I really deserve he took a rose it, now. took it like a champ. Yeah, I mean... He didn't have that much hair to begin with. When they were like, we have to wax you to match the dog. And I was like, where? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't see anything. Um, so that's the episode. Um, any final thoughts? I don't know. It was a journey that yeah. we all went on that episode. Truly. I yeah. feel like I, I liked Hannah standing up for herself a lot. I like that she kind of like handled the guys a little bit more this episode. I she agree. kind of yeah. put a lot of people in their place, which I appreciated. She yeah. really grew on me this episode. Yeah. I think last episode and maybe it was just that we got that Tyler G thing took up so much time mm-hmm. and they edited all substance out of it. But I didn't feel like we got a lot from her. Um, and this week we got some Hannah personality, a little bit of sass. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed it. Maybe after fainting, she was just like, I she can't. Too. Yeah. I need to live for the, the moment. Um, what is it like watching her as the Bachelorette? Um, it's funny because we weren't really like close in the house, so I didn't I didn't know her that well. So I'm almost getting to know her as much as like the rest of the audiences. So I'm learning more about her just by watching her more than I did in the house. The house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting for me to see. I was like, oh, that's different sides to her. But I mean, she was like pretty much outgoing and like that in the house from what I saw. So yeah. So before we kind of you know wrap up and let you go. Um, we'd love to just have a little bit of catch up with you. Yeah, let's catch up. Yeah. So first, just kind of start us off. How did you end up on The Bachelor? Um, that was kind of like a funny, just like a joke kind of. My friend was uh, applying for it and she didn't go um, to the open call. But ABC kept calling her because they were having her go through the process. And she was like, got back in a relationship with her boyfriend. So she's like, I'm not going to go. You should go. And I was like, okay, well, I have Thursday free. Why not? And I've gone to a lot of like castings and things for like dance and stuff like that. So it just felt like a regular day for me. But it was a very long, extended like process. And there was like so many girls that showed up for that. I was like, oh, this is a big deal. Got it. Um, so it was like fun and just like a camera interview. And then they kind of pushed me forward from there. And then as every step went along, I was like, oh, wait, this is actually a thing that's happening. And then I ended up on the show. Yeah, suddenly you were there. And <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like, oh, why how am did I trapped? I, I don't get have here. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time, you were a Knicks dancer. At the time, yeah, that was my third season that I was starting. So I talked to my like coaches and everyone knew I was going through the process and they were like, 
totally supportive of it. They were fine with it. And like, they were like, just let us know what happens and we'll try to make it work. And like they were totally fine with me going. But I guess maybe we just didn't think it was actually going to happen. And, and then it did. And I only had like a week to decide. And I had to tell like the higher ups and everyone. And they were, they were respectful and they like really appreciated me and wanted me to take on the opportunity. But they just like for their brand and for the company, it just made sense for them to hire someone else. Yeah. And so I had to kind of like quickly decide between the two. And obviously I chose to go on The Bachelor, mostly because I was like, well, if I don't go now, I'm just going to always wonder what if. And I'd done this uh, team for two seasons already. It would have been nice to have done a third. But you know, I just kind of had to like see what this was because I didn't really ask for it necessarily. <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to take a chance. Yeah, it's like you already had one experience. Exactly. So like, might as well. And it's not like with dance things, like you don't do them forever. Like, you know, right. I'm not going to do that until I'm old. So, yeah, I was just moving on to whatever else was coming. So how has it been for you since? Like, what was the experience like, you know, post-show suddenly being someone that people are, like, finding on Instagram? Yeah, it was definitely—it's weird because when you get back on the show, you're kind of, like, underground a little bit. Like, you can't really go on social media. You can't tell anyone about the process. You can't really talk about it. So that's, like, kind of difficult because you went through this, like, huge thing. And then I also was coming back to New York, and I didn't have, like, the— busy season I would normally have so I kind of just had a lot of time just to like process and think and so that was a little difficult but I like learned a lot about myself through the process and like afterwards and decided that I needed to make some changes and like now I'm moving um so things are looking up but yeah, yeah. so tell us a little bit about what's next like you're you're yeah. leaving New York I am leaving I've LA. been here for yeah. like 10 years now so I was when I was in the mansion I remember I mean I was in the mansion so it was easy to think this but <laughs> I was just like looking around and was like I like this here like this feels right and feels good and I just knew I needed a change and by like a couple weeks in I was like yeah I I've been living a great life, but it's I've kind of been on this like same rat race, same like wheel over and over again and just kind of like done the grind thing. And I just wanted to push myself in a different direction. So now I'm deciding to move to L.A. this summer. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Kerper and I are supposed to move in together at some point. And so she's she, already out in L.A. Yeah, so okay. she's in uh, California. So she's in like Whittier or something like that. Cool. Whatever that is. What are you guys going to be doing? Do you know, like, do you have a plan? I mean, everything I'm doing right here in New York, I can do over there, luckily. So, like, all the jobs I have here and, like, the agencies I have are also out there. So, it's so are kind you of doing just a more, more dance things? Yeah, dance and, like, uh, that kind of, like, I also teach fitness and stuff. So, all of that I can do there. Oh, yeah, you're a bar instructor, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Love and bar. And really into yeah. bar. Oh, we should come. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Um, it's hard to be good at it. Yeah. Well, that's why I like I it. Great respect. It's, it's, I feel humbling. yeah, yeah. It's it's both humbling, but I like to go to classes where I feel very affirmed. Very sure. Yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> Would you ever do another Bachelor show like Paradise? I'm definitely like open to it. I feel like because of the Bachelor experience that I had, it was great, but I didn't get like the full experience because I obviously didn't like hit it off with Colton. And I feel like it could definitely work, and it, I've seen it work for, like, obviously for Cassie and him. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely open to it if it happens, yeah. but we'll see. And I Are always you in touch feel with like them at all? Not, I touch with, like, some people. We all, like, can kind of keep in touch. There's, like, a yeah. large group chat that you kind yeah. of keep on silence because there's, like, 30 <laughs> of us in there. But, yeah, they're yeah. all in reach. Yeah, who are you Who are you still close with? Um, still close with Kerpa, obviously, and then Tasha and Nicole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like my friends in the house. I'm looking forward to seeing some of you guys back for Paradise. So I know. I'll see what happens. And I always feel like Paradise is 
is kind of more fun in some ways because there are like more there are more options and you actually get to see what people's tastes yeah, you are. You can like actually yeah. date people. Yeah, it's like of... if Colton is not your type, then it's like well. Yeah, and it's That's like, it. could Colton be your type though? If you tried really hard, like maybe. yeah, if you try really, really hard, then you can love him. That's how it works. Yeah, that's the point of the show. Um, have you been dating at all since you got back? Mm, not really. No, I think also I got back to New York and I was like, yeah, I'm over this. Uh, so I don't want any reason. Scene? Yeah, how is that possible? I mean, yeah, isn't it so inspiring? It's and such a delight. I mean, my didn't really want to go back it, yeah, to that. So I was like, well, I'm just so not going to do it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's not usually, that's usually like where I fall on these things. Like yeah. uh, maybe just no. I went back on the apps and I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I would oh, talk. Still and, bad. Still bad. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I always did like two weeks on the dating sites uh-huh. and then like three months off. Yeah, you got to take was... a cleanse from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not a very efficient dater. <laughs> Sydney, thank you so much for joining us. This Thanks was for really having fun. me. My last week in New York. It was a great way to end it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, if you're ever back, let us know, and hopefully, we'll make it out to LA at some point. Yeah, I've never been, but you're really Really? selling it. So, yeah. (laughs) Clara's going to go out there and just decide to stay. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much again. This was great. Yes, thanks for having me. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. First, not necessarily quite a feminism fail, but we did want to touch a little bit on the labor simulator and point out that perhaps it wasn't the best way to build empathy for women writ large. Yeah, I, I felt like the way it was presented came off as a little sort of gender essentialist, heteronormative, the idea that women universally go through childbirth, which is not true for a variety of reasons, choice, biology, etc. Um, and the idea that 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 was like fundamental to understanding all women's experiences in the world, I think is sort of problematic. Women who don't go through childbirth are still women and they still have valid experiences um, and points of suffering. Um, However, I did really enjoy it. So we're just going to give that one a, a two. Yeah, for for a lack of complexity and depth. Mention really. <laughs> Next, we wanted to mention uh, Tyler G's existence was, I suppose, a five on the feminism fail scale, given that he is an alleged abuser. Um, although it is a win for Hannah, and also I'd say the show that they have finally learned to adapt and respond to these kind of allegations in a way that feels a little more productive. Yeah. Tyler G is a five, but also a positive five to the show for removing yeah, him promptly. Exactly. Which is great. Uh, next, we have a couple hits from Luke, who wow. had a strong anti-feminist episode. First, Luke P uh, says that if Hannah asked him to leave when she was in bed sick and he was there to comfort her, he would refuse to leave which uh, I believe he thought was romantic, but instead came off as uh, very controlling, a disrespect for her boundaries. Um, And so I'm going to give that a four. And then, of course, Luke P. tries repeatedly to control Hannah's time at the group date, again, barreling past all of her very clear verbal indications that she wanted him to leave her alone at various times. You know, we have her saying to him, I want to speak to you later. We also have him following her into her dressing room, essentially. I'm just going to group all of that together. Again, this is Luke P. um, really framing his time with Hannah around his needs without considering her desires and barreling past 
all of her indicators, very, very explicit indicators that she does not want him to be spending time with her in those moments. So I'm going to give that one a four as well. Yeah, just a clear refusal to take her authority as meaningful in any way, uh, which is very troubling. So Luke P, just one giant feminism fail. Yeah, look forward to seeing what he gets up to next week. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Sydney Lotuaco, and to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Hannah's season recaps. And make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people discover our show. You can give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for episode four of The Bachelorette. find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's.